podcast about something where each week we dive deep into whatever it is we find interesting. I'm your host, Calvin, and joining me from inside a Sega Genesis, it's your co-host, Nick Richardson. Damn, throwback. It's sparse in here. There's very few chips, as I like to refer to them. You got 32-bit in there, man. It's 32-bit more than I had last generation. Well, it's 16-bit more than you had last generation. Don't sass me, Calvin. I can explain to you about bits and bytes and whatnot, but that's not what we're here for. You're in the Sega Genesis. We're here to give out movie superlatives to video game adaptations. So these are movies based on video games, not movies about video games. I'm Correct. pretty sure someday we will have to do a movies about video game superlatives, but we're not there yet. Not quite. This one's, there's surprisingly quite a few video game movies. There are a lot of video game movies, but the quality of these video game movies is quite sparse. It's lacking. It's hardcore <laughs> lacking. Uh, so, if you're new to this, uh, we've got a lot of new listeners, it seems like. So, if you're new to the Movie Superlatives series, we give out, once a month, we give out made-up awards to different types of movies. Uh, we connect all these movies based on you know some form of connecting thread. This time it's video game adaptations. We give one more award per movie and one movie per award. No tradesies, swapsies, takesy backsies, nothing like that. Repeatsies, that's the one I always miss. Yeah, no erases. Erases? Whew. Can't erase. That'd be bad. On fire. <laughs> no triple stamp and double stamps. You can't triple stamp and double stamp. So, that's what we're doing today for video game movies. Uh, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see how to pull the best things out of one of the worst genres of. If, yeah, I mean, it is seriously hurting. I don't think there's been legitimately a fantastic, like, superhero movie. I'm, I'm superhero movie. Video game movie. I'm really excited Sonic about Uncharted. Sonic is the closest I can, I, I think I can get. Still haven't seen it. Spoiler oh, it's good. Alert. You should watch it. Um, I will try not to spoil it when I, I pick it for the award I give it. <laughs> um, the Uncharted has had a very rough production cycle um i like tom holland uh who did they get to play there's like an old mentor in uncharted right i think they uh, got somebody really good in that role too they did and i don't i thought it might have been like willem dafoe for some reason but i don't Ooh. it's not that no that'd be i, I would definitely be down for that uh i i just we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there um after we give out the awards we've got some some extra stuff to talk about and why video game movies are so bad and i think uncharted may fall into that category like into that doesn't really fit as a movie category and so we'll we'll get to that when we get to that let's give out some awards let's do it so the awards from one to five we're giving out is the best video game character adaptation that is which character best reflects the the video it's a video game self so not like best character in a movie necessarily, but the most accurate representation of what the video game character was. Uh, we got the best final boss. That's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, the best world. And so that's more or less the setting for the movie or the world that the video game is set in. Kind of like Mushroom Kingdom or uh, you know Emerald City or, or whatever it's called in Sonic. Uh, Hyrule for Zelda. Whatever movie did a great job of building that world is what we're looking for there. Uh, the best mission is pretty simple. What does the character have to accomplish? And how does that reflect on in-game missions? Is it, does it feel similar to actually playing through the game? Uh, and the most 
game-like movie, which basically which movie felt most like you were playing a video game in a good way. Yeah, dude, I'm excited that, about this. That's going to be the hard one. This was I think a, that's the hardest one to get out. Kind of tricky. Not going to lie, these were all kind of tricky, but I had a lot of fun doing it. Let's jump into it. I had to relook at my list of video game movies over and over and over again. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's I like, kept, eh, maybe, maybe not. Well, I kept finding, like, updated lists or, you know, things that had just expanded a little more, and it's like, I didn't, I completely forgot about that yeah. movie. I've seen Wikipedia it Wikipedia had a times. solid list of video game movies that have been produced. Have they? Oh, nice. Yeah. Noise. Uh, too late to tell you that now, but uh, let's start with the best video game character ad- adaptation. Go for it, Nick. Ooh. Um, this one was pretty easy to me, and it came absolutely instantly. That's uh, Angelina Jolie Boom. in Tomb Raider. You got it. She nailed yeah, that uh, original. 2001 Tomb Raider. Yeah. 2001, yes. The original, just Tomb Raider. Not the Tomb Raider, just Tomb I Raider. I thought it was Laura Croft Tomb Raider. But, I thought yeah. that was that one. Yeah, I'm basically, I believe you're correct. But she uh, is Laura Croft. Oh my god, she was so good, dude. She did such a good job of bringing her, like, her, I don't know, persona of the adventurer who's rich as shit and can do, like, crazy acrobatics and is dope with a set. You know, dope with a gun. And, uh, you know, I just, I love the way Angelina Jolie portrayed it pretty much. And she was hot as hell. And, yeah, that, you know, back that helps. In the day, when Tomb Raider was on PS1, everybody still thought that pixelated blob was hot as hell. I don't know why. I mean, I you got the you got the nude code in there. What? You didn't hear about? You've never heard about the nude code for uh, the original Tomb Raider? No. There was like a special rock you could go. It, it's completely false. This didn't exist. Uh, but there was supposedly, you know, somebody's cousins whose brother worked for uh, Naughty Dog or whoever made the game. Their uncle knew a guy who knew the producer. That said that this cheat code was in there, uh, and you had to like walk up to a rock and turn like in this specific way, and then Laura Croft would be top. <laughs> it would just look like pointy pixels. Yeah, but, um, I mean, you saw would, Angelina Jolie's be... side boob in Tomb Raider, and that's true. That's maybe that was an Easter egg. Maybe they were just they're <laughs> out here ahead of Marvel, connecting all the dots. Really good side boob though, too. It's and... fucking fantastic, dude. I think one of the things that this movie had going for it is Angelina Jolie had not yet become the megastar that she would become. She was on her way, and I think this movie actually helped a little bit. But because she wasn't that megastar yet, she had fun in the role. And she she captured, like you said, the spirit of Laura Croft. Not just the physical attributes, but that rich adventurer, like, I'm down for whatever, I can kick ass, take names, and, you know, go out there and get shit done. Right, that highly intelligent puzzle solver that has a ton of cool toys. And, and, and yeah, she just so oozed coolness. Oh, God, yeah. Out of every port. I haven't seen this movie since probably, like, 03. Like, oh, I, I watched it in the theater, and then I probably watched it again. I had the DVD, but I don't know that I watched it that many times, other than for the Angelina Jolie side boob hour. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're hard up for some, for some materials. But, I... Yeah, it... I, it still sticks in my brain as a truly tremendous video game character, um, and, and the, the movie's not that bad. No, I especially when you hold it up next to some of these other video game movies that we're going to talk about. Um, she just she looks the part, she acts the part, and you could feel like she would be out there raiding some tombs. Right. She and she would do such a good job. I mean, Sean Bean's in that. 
Who mm-hmm. else is in that? Daniel Craig's in the second one. Yeah, no, no, he's in the first one. He's in the first one. He's okay. Sean Bean's like, you know, little bitch, or whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, they those two had great chemistry. I mean, it was it was a pretty good movie. She, she was good at the stunts. You know, the, the she was physical really action looked really good in that movie um i think in the second one they kind of they cgi'd it up a little bit and it wasn't as good uh but this movie still holds up i might have to watch it again i watched it a shit ton with my little brother we love this movie because he was always a playstation guy what's that i said because angelina jolie i mean fuck yeah dude that helps she was stunning in that movie and they did a very good job of sexing her up big time but it fit with the tone of like the video game at the same time she absolutely she's almost like a female james bond that's what i always yeah. looked at her as and she played that part really well uh, more indiana jones but I, it's that's... indiana jones mixed with james bond because there's a little bit of that spy puzzle solve. like indiana jones wasn't a huge puzzle solver he kind of stumbled his way into solving the puzzles a lot right. of the time um i'm just looking through her uh, Angelina Jolie's IMDb and Gone in 60 Seconds is really the only like huge movie she was in before this. Girl Interrupted, The Bone Collector with Denzel Washington, like that's a good movie, but it's not. It wasn't this huge summer blockbuster. Uh, I I think Tomb Raider was like, all right, she's here to be a movie star. Pay attention, and, and she yeah, did it. She did it really well. Because after that we get things like sky captain in the world of tomorrow which was straight up just hollywood popcorn movie star bait it was it's not a good movie it's flashy it's bright and it and it's there just to be a vehicle for movie stars um mr miss smith same thing except a little bit better movie i love Uh, that movie man me and my wife watch it like once a year probably She's in Beowulf, which is kind of the same thing. She's in Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda. She's in Wanted. Like, those are all these popcorn, let's make beautiful people doing fun things movies. Right. Wanted is, you know, that's another good example. She's a little bit older, you know, a little bit more defined. But uh, I don't want to... Smaller role in Wanted, too. Yeah. Which was you know, weird after kind of some the, of this other stuff. The main character. But, I mean, with Tomb Raider, I was... I was just really happy to see it, and it's like, okay, finally. It feels like, I, you know, if I didn't choose her for best character adaptation, it would have been best, like, game representation on screen. Yeah. I, and, and that would be, I think that's fair to, to look at it that way. I just got one runner-up here. Uh, I haven't seen this movie, but as I was, like, Googling around for some of this stuff, most of the cast of Street Fighter looks the part. I don't know how well they acted. Uh, it's apparently a, a terrible movie. Yes. But when I was just looking at pictures, like they all, they did a good job of finding characters that look like the Street Fighter characters. I mean, if you can cast it, and most of the time, like I think with that video game, they modeled a lot of those characters off specific people, not necessarily mm-hmm. those who portrayed them. But I, I honestly never really played Street Fighter. Yeah, there you go. I'm terrible at Street Fighter. Anytime I've tried, like I don't get the combos in street fighter i can't do it the, the way that street fighter combos work i'm more of a mortal Kombat guy i'm terrible at any fighting game except bloody roar actually i was really good at tekken terrible which at is tekken. like the the like entry level fighter i think did you ever play bloody roar on playstation one or no, two I played killer instinct it's That's basically where you fight like dinosaurs and shit yeah you can transform into animals it's tight i might have to check it out 
I still have it on PS2. Actually. What's it called? Bloody Roar. Bloody Roar. Get Bloody Roar 2. The new breed. I, I still remember that intro music. Oh, I'll just yeah, send you. It, I I'll, think that's. I think that's. It looks like almost Tekken fighting style. In yeah, character you just, models. You can transform into animals and. All right, that's dope. Get like all their attributes. All right, I'll get that off Amazon. All right, let's move on to, since we picked the same person for that, we can move straight into the best final boss. And uh, I go first here. Nick, just close your ears for the next, like, five minutes. It's Dr. Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog 2020. I Actually, I'm eager to listen to this because I don't know if I want to watch this. Jim Carrey's fantastic as Robotnik. Is he fucking? Thank God, he's, man. He is, like, full Jim Carrey mode. He's off-the-wall hilarious, outrageous, uh, but he's also intimidating at the same time in a, in a way that's intimidating for Sonic. Uh, I think this is Carrie's new wheelhouse, and I'm pretty much only going to accept him in these roles from now on. That is such good news, man. I am so happy to hear that. And then, so he's got a great uh, evil plan using drones, and like next to Spider-Man Far From Home, it's one of the better uses of drones as an evil plan. Just because usually in, in movies these days, a lot of them throw drones in there, and they're just like this nebulous threat hanging overhead ready to strike or spy on people they're just gonna do like one blast and destroy a whole city right but right. here and in far from home they use the drones to their advantage a little bit better i won't go too deep into that since you have no it. go go ahead go ahead i'll talk I, don't, I mean it's it's fairly similar to far from home he just uses drones to do his bidding all around chase people blast them he's got an army of drones like in far from home they're not quite augmented reality drones but mm -hmm. it's you know, it's the same kind of thing where he's using this army of drones to actually do real damage. They're like utility, basically. So, is Sonic a fucking alien? He's from an alternate dimension. Okay. And he ran so fast, he came to ours, I'm guessing. Not really. Okay. The that's coins a, that's help right. him travel. The, so, they, they worked the coins in in a, in a solid way, too. The coins help him travel between dimensions. Okay. That'd be so, tight. coins so are actually you... important, too. Right, so if he gets damaged, he you know loses that ability. I like that, man. That's uh, and, and yeah, so with the drones, Robotnik just gets this all-out onslaught onto Sonic, and uh, he's got this cool egg-shaped flying machine, you know, leading into the Eggman that he eventually turns into. Um, and, and honestly, Sonic doesn't even defeat Robotnik. He needs help from James Marsden, and they send Eggman to another dimension. But Sonic was honestly on the ropes for most of the final battle here. That's tied. And so he's be. still around. It'll be cool to see him come back in sequels. Um, I also like that his plan wasn't super nefarious to begin with. Uh, he wasn't this, like, I'm going to take over the whole world, anything like that. It was, uh, he's not enslaving all the animals like in the games. He was contra contracted by the government to find Sonic because Sonic caused this huge power outage. And while hunting him, he realized he could use Sonic for a potential source of energy and just kind of became obsessed with him. Ooh, that's a, that's really interesting, man. Yeah, I like and that. I like it's it's hard because it doesn't happen that often. But video game movies are better when it's this one-on-one -on -one direct rivalry between the protagonist and the villain, rather than the hero tries to stop the villain taking over the world. You know, doing this huge thing like you get in superhero movies, and it's the same thing in superhero movies. It's better. Loki versus Thor is a better matchup than the Avengers versus Ultron where it's just Ultron is trying to take over the whole world like I like that one-on-one -on -one beat that you gotta get to the bottom. Definitely feels more personal that's for sure. Mm -hmm. I like so that who, pick. 
So now go watch Sonic after we hang up here. I'm gonna have. I'm not gonna watch it tonight, but I might download it and watch it in the woods when I do. You should. Yeah, camping or something. All right. What do you got for best villain? Best so, final boss. Best final boss. You gotta hear me out on this, and it's What's kind that? of a a stage, you know, stage one, stage two boss. Okay. So best final boss, I think without a doubt, is the Umbrella Corporation from the original Resident Evil. Um, if we're going, I've not with seen the, any Resident Evil movies and don't I, plan to. So just go ahead with it. They're not super. They're not good, but it was a new year's tradition for my brother and i i don't know how we got on it but every year we'd eat black eyed peas and cornbread southern thing and i'm sure you have experienced that uh no i guess it's good luck eat you know eat black eyed peas with cornbread and ketchup on new year's and it's good luck so we do that and watch resident evil every year and uh i still actually watch resident evil every year on new year's and the reason why they are the best, and it kind of goes back to what you mentioned earlier about the, uh, you know, about Sonic being kind of on the ropes, is a lot of people would say like the liquor at the end, which I'm sure are you familiar with the character of the liquor? Uh, not really. No, I didn't. I've never played any Resident Evil games. I haven't seen any of the like 1,200 movies that they've put out. Uh, I know what Umbrella Corporation is. I know the general gist of it, but uh, no. All right. So people listening will understand this at least yeah i'm guessing so they know what i'm talking about the liquor is kind of almost like dogish it's i closest thing in size is like a polar bear which is metal as fuck see our last episode metal meter and uh has huge claws and a giant tongue but they dispose of it pretty easily at the end of the movie but then the umbrella corporation comes in which is the conglomerate that kind of you know they run raccoon city that's who's in charge of this zombie outbreak type situation and they're nefarious and created this virus called the t-virus which turned everyone into zombies in the first place um so they're basically behind this whole thing and they send in a unit of people to figure out what the fuck's going on but in the end they come take the remaining survivors and turn one of them into nemesis which is that giant fucking I've seen dude that. with his teeth yeah. exposed yeah they I've turn him Marvel into nemesis and they take the main character mia mila jovovich yep. take her away even though she's not even a character in the games but i just love that the final boss is kind of the originator of the entire story and it turns out they were the bad guy the whole time and won which yeah that i mean that's like the definition of a dope final boss yeah when when the villains can win like there's a reason that everybody thinks empire strikes back is the best star wars movie it's because the villains come out on top same with infinity war infinity war is way better than endgame because you have an ending where thanos is on top of the world yeah he killed it literally (laughs) yeah well half of it half whole yeah uh and and i agree with you like that's this this overarching uh villain corporation that's running shit in the whole city is is a cool wrinkle to throw in and i mean it's given them they've honestly got i said 1200 before but it's something like 10 movies i want to say and like you said they're not great movies but they keep making them so obviously some people are watching these movies and enjoying them and, and that probably because the umbrella corporation looms overhead on all of this 
I think that's what brings people back. Well, I mean, it's it's really just over the top action at this point, but it's it's just fun. I mean, they're fun movies. They're they're stupid. And I remember playing the original Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2 with all my siblings at my grandparents' house. We had to hide that shit because my grandma would have chopped up the PlayStation and burned it for <laughs> you know being Satan or yeah. something or another. But, uh, yeah, it was a ton of fun. And I remember just being absolutely terrified because I was pretty young at the time. And when I first saw Resident Evil, it was just like, oh, yeah, they did such a great job with that final boss villain looming overhead type situation like you described all right so here's the real question which is better or sorry not which is better which is more fun fast and the furious franchise or resident evil franchise fast and the furious 100 okay. percent. and it's like beyond now i don't need to go watch resident evil so i'm good as long as well, i've I mean, got if you're... fast and the furious in my world i'm good it's fun in regards to like having a hot protagonist jump around and do fantastical shit while killing zombies with big guns. Like that's tight. I mean, there's other a than for the that. zombies, you describe Fast and the Furious. Pretty much, but Fast and the Furious hot. has cars. He's hot as heck. He is. You know what I never understood is like this dude is jacked beyond belief, but not cut. He always no. had. You know, don't understand. He's he's I a bit digress. beefy. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we asked on Twitter. Diesel. <laughs> Every week we try and put a poll out there to get some listener feedback and engagement at APA something at alone underscore podcast on Twitter. We asked who is the best final boss in a video game adaptation. The options were Dr. Robotnik from Sonic, King Koopa from Super Mario Brothers, and M. Bison from Street Fighter. And I used M. Bison from Street Fighter instead of Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat because I could not remember who the final boss in Mortal Kombat was uh, but I remembered M. Bison from Street Fighter because I've never actually seen Mortal Kombat either. It's going to be a running theme. Dude! So, Dr. Robotnik wins 37.9% of the vote. King Koopa was leading for quite a long time. Yeah. And ended up with 27.6% of the vote. Only 29 votes. I put the poll out a little late. Uh, asked for some some feedback a little late on it, so we didn't get as many votes as usual. And then M Bison got 20.7% of the vote, and other with 13.8%. Uh, so Shoe Dog and Mike at Shoe Dog M on Twitter says, "Dude, it was Dennis F and Hopper. He's talking about King Koopa there, which I, I'm good with Dennis Hopper. I just don't know that Lizard Koopa is a great villain. Tight. Yeah." Uh, JVD of the Villains Demand at Villains Demand gives me a nice gif of uh Good. Shang Tsung from Mortal, that's Mortal Shang Tsung Kombat. from Mortal Kombat, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I haven't seen it. And then On Call Pod at On Call Pod gives another vote for Shang Tsung. So I think Shang Tsung could have uh given Robotnik a run for his money if he was in the poll. Most certainly. Uh but that gives us more engagement on the actual comments, so thank you for that. Thank you for everyone who participated. Uh, check back next week for more at APA something at alone underscore podcast. We will have more polls always. Every week, at least. Yeah, mostly. Mostly, so, unless it's a like, weird la- like last week, Nature's Metal. I didn't know how to put that into a poll without like giving away our whole thing. Is Nature fucking metal? Yes, yes or no? Or well, no. yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yes or no? But then you get no actual engagement from it. 
I don't know. I, th- I, I mean, if I was sit- sitting on the toilet scrolling through, you know, it's like, oh, it's ma- nature metal. You better believe that. Can I do it twice? No. Uh, okay. And while we're on the subject of Twitter and going back in time a little bit, I just want to give myself credit for pulling the pistol shrimp out of nowhere because I did not know this before going into it. And then the pistol shrimp showing up in Netflix's latest blockbuster, Project Power with Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm not going to go into that movie because probably a lot of people haven't seen it yet, but the pistol shrimp plays a pivotal role in that movie and i come out of nowhere grabbing the pistol shrimp as a fucking dope ass animal in nature quote unquote metal uh and so shout out to me for knowing (laughs) what's going on in project fucking shout out to me bro i'm I'm the best exactly is that show any good it was pretty good yeah it was good i liked it all right cool all right all right Uh, definitely worth a watch uh so let's go back to the awards shout out to you too for uh (laughs) you know giant lions my fucking lions were dope man i really i re-listened to that episode while i was cutting the grass and i'm just sitting here thinking like i don't see how calvin doesn't see my way this is ridiculous uh i have not heard from anyone on twitter yet telling me that the lions from botswana are cool because they're big that's not just So let's get back to the awards before we piss Nick off too much. What is the best world in a video game movie? Uh, I'm so mad I can't even think about it, Calvin. <sighs> okay, no, it is Warcraft, as in 2016 Warcraft. I watched it. It's terrible. It's very bad. It looked terrible. It... And I never played World of Warcraft, so I was like, oh, oh man, this has I... nothing for me. I played the shit out of World of Warcraft. I played every Warcraft game. I still actually have the uh, Blizzard released a remastered version of Warcraft 3, and I bought that as soon as it hit the marketplace at $30 when it's a $4 game. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they did so- – I mean, it looked beautiful. It really brought to life the the feel and the, you know, the fantasy. What's the fantasy. name of that world? Azeroth. Ather- Azeroth, that's right. Yeah, it's tight. I mean, I, I literally, my sophomore year of high school, I remember for spring break, we had 10 days off, so two weeks. I did not leave my house one time. I played World of Warcraft for like 14 hours a day, and that was the only time Sweet. I've ever been truly addicted to a video game, quite like that. <laughs> but uh, when I saw this movie, it made me feel a lot less... I mean, even though it was fucking terrible, but the... You know, the costumes, the set designs, the character designs, they just, it was a great callback to that, to that game. And it really brought to life the world that it brought forth. Yeah, and that's kind of the point of this, is, like, video game movies are bad, we've established that. But there are good things within them, and building these worlds from scratch that we've only seen on our TV screens and sometimes 8-bit or 16-bit graphic, I mean, obviously World of Warcraft is beyond that at this point, but bringing those worlds to more or less life is a really cool thing for fans of video games to see hell yeah especially if it's just to see you know right. it's not necessarily i'm, I'm not watching you're not exploring the content. It, right it's it's just it's really fun to see and they got travis Fimmel, who i'm a really big fan of from vikings or when he was on vikings um as one of the lead characters so it's just like okay i'm cool with this yeah i'll watch this terrible popcorn it reminds me of the hobbit movies they yeah. look really cool. It's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, I mean... So if you have no I liked... connection, if, if you didn't play World of Warcraft, you have no connection to that. At least 
I never read Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, but because I watched the Lord of the Rings movies and liked those movies, it made me want to watch The Hobbit movie. World Warcraft, you have no connection like that if you never played the game. Right. I guess unless you liked the character from Vikings. That's fair. So, I went the same way. Bad movie, good setting. Silent Hill, 2006. Dude, that was such a close, close second for me. I've never played Silent Hill. Again, very easily scared. Uh, this movie, the world of the movie is creepy as fuck. It uh, really fucking is. I like it. The game seemed super scary. I didn't really ever. This movie was not on my radar. One of my girlfriends was like, in college, was just like, "Yeah, let's watch this. It's a video game movie. You'll like it." And I'm like, I don't like horror movies, but whatever i guess yeah you know, i'll check it out so yeah i never wanted to play the game because it seems so scary and that's uh, that's what the this movie captures so well the movie is not scary but it feels scary if that makes sense it makes um, total sense the acting's bad there's a lot of video game movie missteps in there but the world feels scary as hell you don't want to be in that world anything could jump out of any corner everything's yeah yeah there's just tension is dialed up to 11 until the characters actually start speaking or interacting with silent hill at all um i mean the score was fucking great on that yeah the score was good on it super awesome and like once they they start trying to act against like all the weird monsters and stuff the the scariness kind of drops off because you you see it as how fake it is but it was scary to put yourself in that place and kind of be there with the actors until they started interacting with it so like trying to picture yourself within silent hill the the place was very unsettling yeah yeah that was that's a fucking fantastic pick because the atmosphere there was just so silent hilly yeah (laughs) i mean i was very scared to play that game i played it a couple times and i i remember watching my friends play it a lot but it scared the shit out of me because i just i didn't like i mean when stuff moves really creepy that's Mm -hmm. what really gets me i mean it doesn't necessarily look super creepy but you know the voices and the the score is really what got me that translated so well to the movie and i so i only knew silent hill as it was this horror game i had never watched gameplay on it or like watched my friends play and i knew pyramid head guy that was it i mean he's rad dude so when my girlfriend's like let's watch this movie i'm like okay what whatever background noise right i guess um and i just want to give a quick runner-up to detective pikachu because it would be super cool to live in a world with all these Pokemon, and they did a good job of making that world look and feel realistic, that the Pokemon were actually there in that world with them. Uh, it'd also be super dangerous, and I'd hate it, but... <laughs> and cool. I'd hate it. But cool at the same time. I mean, it'd be super cool. I would just... i feel bad, man. I'd feel bad having, like, Pokemon be my... You know, do all my bidding and shit. Yeah, I mean, the, the human-Pokemon relationship has a long way to go. It certainly does. The the, the slavery of Pokemon is, you know, that we're not here to discuss that right now. It's but, not tight. Yeah, we, we need some work on that. Uh, humans in S- Sapphire City, is that what it's called? I don't fucking know. Um, somebody on some Pokemon superfan will let us know. Yeah, they'll assault us with their words. All right, you so... Fucks. 
All right, so let's move on to best mission. Best mission. This was a hard one. Because video game movies are bad, and a lot of the reason they're bad is because the writing of the missions is bad, right? Right. I went with Rampage from 2018. I did not see that. Don't waste your time. <laughs> I heard and it was pretty good, though. Whoever said that is wrong. <laughs> At this point in my research, I've, I've kind of realized two things. That I'm kind of light on the number of video game movies I've actually seen, as, I, as we've covered here. And video games are super light on doing things well. So <laughs> Rampage kind of wins this by default. I mean, that's the reason I haven't seen them. I, I know going in that they're bad. Um, but So in Rampage, The Rock, he's got this animal friends. They're infected by an alien disease. They grow big and angry. Uh, Rock. Huge, angry animals. Nick, this should be your favorite. No <laughs> big lions, you, though. <laughs> God did. That'll be in the sequel. Yeah. Uh, so The Rock plays a veterinary scientist, which that's the most unrealistic part of this movie, is that somebody the size and build of The Rock is a veter veterinary scientist at a zoo. No shit, man. I'd be terrified for the animals' sake. Be like, yeah. What are you going to do to them, And this guy? is a movie about giant animals destroying a city, and The Rock being a veterinary scientist. Not that he, as a person, is not smart enough or capable enough to do it. It's that a veterinary science would have that size and build. <laughs> I don't know. They might. He might, for that reason, he's like, oh, fuck. I got to get Jack now. There's one <laughs> of them out there for sure. train this fucking gorilla, man. Yeah. Big time. He's like, I gotta wrestle this dude. We might have to fight. I don't know. He might get up. He might have to smack him down. So, for his mission, for the main characters, I guess you would say the giant animals, their mission is just fucking destroy a city. Great. I'm in. Let's do it. Uh, which is what makes Rampage a great game. You're just this giant animal. Go destroy some stuff, right? Uh, but humanitarian-wise, The Rock has to find a way to save the city and save his gorilla friend. Um, and the the villains in this are Plop from The Office and his sister, who are doing something that let that whatever they're doing, letting the giant animals roam free and destroy the world is making them money. So the Rock's got to also uncover that conspiracy at the same time. Of course, if, I mean there's got to be an underlying conspiracy to the conspiracy. Yeah, there's there's really a lot going on, probably too much um, in a movie that. Obviously, giant animals destroy cities should be super simple, but yeah, with this sure. movie, it's not. There's 1,500 moving parts. Uh, like, we start in a scene in space where these capsules come down to infect the ant. Like, it's just way too much. Um, but if we're just focusing on what the mission of the main character is, that's the rock, I think this is the best quest we get in one of these movies because he's just trying to save his city and save his friend. He's legitimately trying to help rather than, you know, finding some random artifact or win a fighting tournament. It's almost like uh, Planet of the Apes, but just on a whole nother level. A little bit. A little bit. There's monkeys. I mean, that's yeah, That's good enough. There's monkeys that are smart. I dig. What do you have for the best mission? I This one was easy for me. And I think you mentioned it already that you're not really down with it. Actually, no, 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 maybe not. But uh, Mortal Kombat. Because, I just haven't seen it. Oh, man. The first one's pretty solid, not going to lie. But, the, you know, the main mission is to defend Earthrealm from being taken over by Outworld. And the Obviously. first movie 
did a really good job of bringing the video game to life like it felt very video game-esque Liu Kang was perfectly cast I enjoyed Johnny Cage Goro was okay Kano was pretty well cast like they did a good job of bringing it to the big screen it felt pretty intense kind of like you know those match those matches on the arcade game itself right. it it was it was tight from what i've seen of the casting it, it looks solid uh, I, so I, i'll agree with that i did i haven't seen any of the mortal kombat movies but i did have the mortal kombat annihilation soundtrack Talk it was about pretty metal. good just metal as fuck mortal kombat annihilation i wore that movie out as a kid i don't know why never saw it but so good had the soundtrack so good all right so is there anything else going on or they just gotta save the world from invasion by fighting each other basically there's 18 realms and okay so earth realm is where Liu kang and johnny cage and sonya blade are at and that's kind of our realm or its representation and outworld is where bad motherfuckers are at and they're trying to take over earth realm for some odd reason i'm not entirely sure um no one ever to, is yeah to be 100 percent honest with you but i thought the mission was tight we yeah. got to fight in this karate karate this tournament and uh i mean mortal kombat is a dope ass name most of the time they kill each other and their souls get stolen if they don't and uh that's rough, man. That's a dope mission for Liu Kang. You know, I gotta save the world by whooping ass, by being a baller. That's time. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with Easy. it. Easy. Easy peasy. I like said it. that way too many. I've said that like three times this episode, and I'm getting pissed at myself. All right, final award time. The most game-like movie. What do you got? Dang. I picked Doom from 2005. Never saw it. Oh man, you I told gotta you, watch I'm this, dude. Video game movies. It's got the fucking Rock, Carl Urban. It's so. It's got the Rock in it. Yeah, dude, the Rock is in. He's like one of the main characters. He's on the cover. I never saw it, man. I don't know. You never walked past that movie in the movie store? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Oh my goodness, Calvin. Roseman watch Pike. Doom. Damn. It's it has a really or at least go on YouTube and look up FPS scene from Doom, no, and that's just... kind of I'm I'm getting there. Um. That's my list of movies to watch. I, I ran out. Quarantine, I've gotten through my entire list of movies. Throw it on. I think it might be on Netflix. Netflix or Hulu. Nice. Um, but it really does a good job of, like, these guys have the standard video game outfit for a military or paramilitary unit. They got the giant, super complicated guns with buttons all over them and stuff oh, like yeah. that. That's basically a video game brought to life. The hell landscape that they're on Mars, which is, you know, a portal to hell. And the Obviously. station they're on, which is hyper-scientific. The outfits, gratuitous violence. It just felt so much like a video game. And at the Talk same time, I mean, dude, look up the FPS scene. First-person shooter scene. Like, they do a well, I don't scene. Wanna, in... I don't want to ruin the movie now. I'm going to watch the movie. But you have to see, I mean, even though you know it's coming, it comes at a perfect time. It, it's the only thing I can say negative about it is it doesn't last long enough. It's so tight. And how, how else list. do you make you it, talk you know, me. make it a yeah, I don't game, know. game-esque feel, first person? Even Sonic, which is a, a cartoony movie about a cartoony game, 
doesn't ever feel like a video game. This I mean, one hundred percent of the way it does. It's a it's a good movie and it, it's fun to watch, but it, it doesn't it, it feels detached from what the video game is. Which okay. Okay. Um so my award, and this is rough. You just gotta stick with me here, okay? Gonna admit right out front, terrible movie. But <laughs> Prince of Persia, two thousand ten. Oh, this is one I haven't seen actually. It's not good. My, I work with this guy, and he was. I I told him what we were talking about today. He's like, "Are you going to talk about Prince of Persia?" No, I've never seen it. Goes, oh, I've got your Prince of Persia oh, content bro. right here. Let me get. Uh, it's not a good movie, but okay. it does feel most like a video game out of the ones I've seen. There is a bunch of stuff in this movie that does not work in the real world. From you got the plot, the stunts, Jake Gyllenhaal being a Middle Eastern prince, all that stuff. <laughs> doesn't work in the real world but if you frame it as a video game it starts to make sense he's doing all these crazy jumping and acrobatics and all this uh you know they're they're looking for some crazy artifact that'll open some secret tomb that goes here and then up here in the, in the pyramids and whatnot there's a lot of shit going on but it's very it's all very video game-esque it's Love it. it's not tethered to real world physics or dynamics which is like sometimes like you're talking about in doom that's what we want. We want over the like if you're going to make and go in on a video game movie, make it feel like a video game. Make it over the top. Make it fun to be a part of. Right, and make it over the top without having just absolutely stunningly shitty like CGI or fucking dialogue. What Tomb Raider? We, we talked about Tomb Raider at the top. It's the, it's the same thing. Is I and I think Prince of Persia does really bad with cgi which is something that the first tomb raider didn't lean that hard into uh but it made it fun it made laura croft's journey fun which made you want to watch the movie and be a part of the movie uh, prince of persia is really bad and the dialogue's bad and the, the movie's put together poorly but the mission is kind of fun and you want to be there with them i mean i watched it when it came out 10 years ago i haven't seen it since but i remember that there were definitely fun parts of it and it it like I said, it leans into that video gameness, which is great for a video game movie. And that's what a lot of things, when we do the succulatives in a few minutes, that's what we're going to see with those movies. They forget that they're based on a video game movie and they should be fun. And I'm looking right at you, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> uh, they may be mentioned on my list as well. I don't know for sure. Huh. All right. <clears throat> so those are the awards we gave out the best video game character adaptation, the best final boss, the best world, the best mission, and the most game-like movie. Do we miss any categories? I had a couple Ooh, quick ones. Got? Like One I was thinking is best item. Yeah, I got that power-ups. Yeah. Yes, I mean, that could basically fit in that same category, I'd say. Um, what do you think about it? What, what? Do you have an answer? Not really. No. I mean, For me, I it was Sonic with his rings. I thought that was cool. I really like Laura Croft's fucking... Uh, I know I can't pick two, but that's why... That's fine. Well, that's why it goes in this area. Her gun reloaders on her leg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tight, dude. Well, and even her... Just, like, the double pistols themselves is very... It's iconic to the Laura Croft's character in, in the original nasty. PlayStation games. And, like, they, they that's just another thing that they hit spot on with this movie. Yeah, that reload system was super tight. I could talk about that for dozens of minutes. 
All right. Next week on a podcast about something, we'll have a podcast on Laura Croft's pistol reloading. Bam. That'll be dozens of minutes long. <laughs> I mean, four dozen minutes. We're at 48 minutes right there. Boom. I don't know if I could do four dozen. <laughs> All right. Uh, did I miss any other categories? Because that was the only one I had was best power-ups. I... Nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna try to drag those up because I thought of like seven right off the bat, and then it was like, man, I I got busy doing something and completely forgot about them, and have spent the past like week trying to remember this shit. Give me just one up, so it, so it wasn't off or not. That was it. Oh, that was the one I can remember. Gotcha. All right, so before we get to the succulatives, let's talk about why video games suck. Why do you think it's so hard to adapt video games into movies, and why they always suck? This I, I'm gonna have to drag this out a little bit, but I think it boils down to the audience. Not That's everyone fair. enjoys video games, and especially some people don't really jive with the lore and characters mm -hmm. behind video games. So the community that does usually really enjoy them, but you know it's a relatively small demographic. So studios, as in movie studios, rarely give out big bucks to appease that small demographic that would actually go out and see a movie of Resident Evil or Blood Rain. Looking at you, Blood Rain. And most good storylines don't translate to a movie because they're not necessarily personal. Like mm -hmm. when you're... It, when it's... You can't have a side mission in view, a movie. What's that? You can't have a side mission in a movie. Right, and you can't have other characters in a movie really that feel like anything they're just kind of there mm -hmm. without the background of the lore of a video game just think of like the shortest video game that's half decent it's probably eight to ten hours right it, and you gotta put you that just, into two hours yeah yeah it's impossible yeah i made the same point there that the, the movie story it's always going to be and and like you said with, with the audience it's, it's such a, a niche group of people who are actually there for all that lore and backstory the studios have to then water it down to make it this big budget blockbuster that people will that that people who don't play video games will actually show up and see to get my wife to watch an assassin's creed movie you got to throw michael fassbender in there and you've got to throw some things that are familiar to her from watching different movies uh, she has not watched assassin's creed and she would and i'm fine with that because it's terrible um but my other point is that that video games by nature are engaging and movies by nature are passive so it's hard to create that same level of immersion into a movie that you get in a video game where you're actively controlling what's happening. Even like oh, simple things like Mario, like you don't get to make any huge decisions, but you make him jump, you make him shoot fire. Like you you do all of these things to to progress yourself along. Movies, you're letting it happen to. Every time you hear that fucking sound when he dies, it's torture. It is. But you don't get to hear that in a movie. Nah, I mean, that's usually the... they try and throw it in somehow but, but yeah it, it the doesn't only reason... it doesn't fit yeah they're just doing it as like a an easter egg not a part of the world right and then they, they also try too hard to tell a different story than what the game tells like the game will set out with one story and it's, i'm gonna keep coming back to assassin's creeds because it's one of the worst adaptations of a video game into a movie and just the way that they they translated it and so in a game if it's got a great story mode and it's super interactive and immersive, the movie kind of grabs key elements like the, the AR uh, machine from Assassin's Creed and that he goes back in time through it, but they don't actually tell any of the stories that are told in any of the Assassin's Creed game. They have to tell their own story, 
and they they leave out you know what tethered you to that character what made you care for them and like you said i mean they're trying to condense maybe 20 hours of gameplay into a two-hour movie and it's just you're not gonna you're gonna get the super watered down version of what it is right and you can't reproduce the suspense of being killed for the seventh time while you're trying to go in for an assassination i'm okay with that (laughs) on a tv screen like you just can't do it man that shit used to get me so hyped or or the the solving a puzzle like it's one thing to watch michael fassbender figure out how to get into this room but for you to find okay i've got to go to that guy steal his key but then use that key on this door which gets me into this other room where i have to search this thing and then go over to where i originally was to get in that room where the actual treasure is if that happens in a movie where michael fassbender is just walking back and forth it, yeah, it's right. not entertaining at all standing there like for yeah. you know 25 30 seconds digging through time. the drawers mm. in a room trying to find a specific key yeah like it, mm. it, it, it there's the, the methods of storytelling in a video game are just so far removed from what it is from a movie and it it doesn't translate no especially the times, way video games are made today which are super deep super deep they have to be if they're going to charge 60 bucks on a 400 dollars yeah. system right but another thing that i think movies lack that video games usually have is some kind of internal dialogue, some kind of internal narration. Like I played The Last of Us recently, and a lot of times you hear Joel's thoughts or you know what mm-hmm. he's kind of thinking or what he quietly whispers. You're, to you're himself. the character, so you feel those feelings that the character actually has. Right, and that's I mean you can't have fucking someone narrating their shit on a movie. You'd be like, oh my god, this is yeah, so no, dumb. Why are you forcing stale real quick in movies? Right, but if you have like some subtitles in the background just kind of describing their thoughts and stuff like that in a video game, it's very, very helpful. It's, mm-hmm. you know, how it relates to a book in a sense. All right, so last one before we get into the succulatives. If they could do it well, they're making a good movie. It's guaranteed to be good. What video game do you want to see them adapt to? Halo, Halo, Halo. One million times Halo. Halo. Probably should have seen that. Halo. Halo. Why? And you Why? can't say, well, because it's my favorite game. No, because it's a great sci-fi story. So, but it don't... Has... You... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go. You were you were saying your thing. Well, I was going to say, it has all the elements. It has fucking heartbreak. It has a redemption story. It has, you know, an extinction story. It has an alien race. Giant... It's in the future. You know, giant guns, giant soldiers. It's tight. So, I know I said that uh, it's guaranteed to be good, but... All of the lore that goes into Halo, when that gets watered down into a Hollywood movie, you're going to be missing that. You're you're just going to want to go play the game and and live through the game because the game tells the story much better and and gives you that lore and backstory better. Well, I think if they released a Halo movie, and this is the only way I think they could do it, it would it needed to be a specific level of the game, right? Like the library on you it have needs to, to feel like it. yeah, right. It needs to be the library on Legendary. And it needs to be fucking intense. If people are going to see Halo, they know who Chief is. They know the deal. And you can give them a, you can give them a quick three minute origin, you know, just for people who are coming in at at a left field on this, without bogging the whole first half of the movie down. Again, Assassin's Creed looking at you with, how did this guy get here? It's right. not that important. And... No, I think you could literally start the movie with Chief dropping in an ODST drop pod, and 
going from there. He's a fucking space marine. How much of an origin does he really need for you to to feel what he is up against? Right, and that's how it was with the original Halo game. Like, you... They didn't have all the lore behind it right. necessarily at the moment. Like when I first played Halo, he was just a super soldier. They could, you know, what fucking alien ass. And then I read all the books and stuff like that. So I think that would be such a good movie to introduce people to. It's it would be like the so the way they make video game movies would be let's say they're making a Halo movie. Master Chief is your protagonist, Space Marine, right? That that's the one line. What is this guy? The way they make video game movies now it would be like if they took aliens which is a very heavily space marine influenced movie and just stopped it halfway through and gave us hicks's entire backstory like you don't need that you just need to know he's a space marine and that he's got a gun and that there's aliens attack and he's badass right you you don't need to go into this well he was born on this planet and flew in over here and his first interaction with one of these things was in 1997 it, like th- that all doesn't matter and they get bogged down in all that because they're afraid that people who don't play the video games won't understand the characters but th- the characters are simple when we first buy those video games we don't know anything about the characters either no we don't we know like clips we see in trailers and stuff yeah. like and what we hear from word of mouth but mario when when super mario brothers came out nobody knew he was a plumber like he was just a dude that jumped around. Right, with bibs. Right. Uh, and, and that's where I'm going. I, I would like to see a good Mario movie. I think it can be done, and it can be done well. Obviously, as a kid's movie, um, I don't think we need this gritty, realistic Mario. Uh, but no. in the same That'd vein as Sonic. Uh, Zelda would be another one that it's I could Zelda, see. Man. Uh, just huge franchise potential there. Mega Man has some cool aspects that, that would... Uh, be fun to explore again that would have to be more of a kids movie i think you can make you can make zelda lord of the rings basically if you wanted to oh that'd Um, be so if you did majora's mask oh my fucking god that'd be tight and i so guillermo del toro needs to direct oh he's a huge fan of the show so i'm sure he'll get right on that well i mean so is fucking uh david wallace yeah shout out yeah Uh, shout out i like the idea of using older games. I think it would work better with older games that aren't super deep with story and lore. Um, newer games, like we talked about, they have such rich storytelling, it's hard to make a movie with a better story than that. If you take something simple like Hero Saves Princess in a world with monsters and build out the rest, then you've got a good foundation. If you've got Mario, Princess Peach is gone, Big Turtle Monster stole her, he's got to fight Small Turtle Monsters and Mushroom Monsters, to get to her you can make a good movie from that you don't have to bog it down and well like he traveled to space one time and they're in super smash Bros. like you don't have to include all that stuff sometimes he plays tennis with the bad guy none of that matters no. plumber loses his girlfriend gotta fight some people to get to her. that'd be like a direct to tv special when he yeah. you know gotta play a tennis match to win and win my lady yeah, that's that. That's the Elseworlds uh, solo a Star Wars story movie of uh, the Super Mario world. I dig. Is is uh, Mario working his way up through the tennis circuit, <laughs> and then next next year we get the golf circuit. <laughs> oh my god! Um, uh, like we talked about at the top, I think Uncharted is gonna be a tough looking movie for some of those reasons. Along, you know, all the production issues are there too. The the four games there, they tell such a good story that. You either just have to tell the exact same story, 
in the movie or build something different but somehow still familiar to fans and I, I don't know that they can do that because they tried it with Tomb Raider two years ago I, I mean Uncharted is almost the same game as Tomb Raider uh, and Tomb Raider a little this less movie, gritty kind of yeah but it's uh, the, the, no it's just artifact, as, artifact I mean, more, yeah, more guns And it's based on finding artifacts and uh, saving lost worlds, those types of things. Very Indiana Jones explorer type things. And they, they, I mean, they tried to do that with Tomb Raider and it it just didn't. Uh, It did. This one didn't work. Uh, Assassin's Creed, coming back to it again, struggled with it. Uh, The the Assassin's Creed games are so cool and they're rich with the exploration. And it's just super boring, as I said, to watch Michael Fassbender playing a VR game for two hours. Poor Michael Fassbender. Yeah, he didn't deserve it. Um, I just think Mario, Zelda, you can do anything in those worlds with those early games if you're not getting steeped in the lore of those. Um, the, the stories were very simple. They leave plenty of room for expansion. Like I said, you got Lord of the Rings and Hyrule. You got Iron Man in the Mushroom Kingdom. Like If you made Mario an Iron Man movie with all these different power-ups he has from uh, Super Mario 3... I think you could you could make that work. That'd be fucking tight. And and that's why I think that's why Sonic worked. The the super deep lore is there in the Sonic world. It exists. It's really weird. Uh, but they just mostly ignored it and made the movie starting with bare bone premise of blue fast guy has rings stops evil doctor stops friend yeah. friend to animals. <laughs> He's a homie. All right, so let's give out some succulatives real quick. Uh, this is the, uh, if you're new to the show, we give the opposite of the movie superlatives. At the end of the show, we give the movie succulatives, which is the antithesis of each of the superlatives, the worst version of each thing we already talked about. So we got worst character adaptation, worst final boss, worst world, worst mission, and least game life. Um, I've never seen this, but I was really tempted to put Super Mario just for everything, even though I haven't seen it the movie you haven't seen that dude no i it's it came out in 1993 i was six everyone said it was bad from 1993 through 2020 why am i yeah, from watch jump it? street and you're like yeah fuck yeah. all that shit dude i ain't playing it feels nothing like a mario game uh it, it it has no redeeming qualities the villain is weird who's your worst character adaptation my worst character adaptation is twofold okay, okay. it is Max Payne from Max Payne. <laughs> it is Mark That's what Wahlberg. I too. Get the fuck out of here, Marky Mark. Mona Sachs, Mila Kunis. Fucking garbage. Max Payne is so bad. So fucking trash. I can't tell you a single thing that happened in Max Payne. And I like Mila Kunis. And so I was looking forward to watching her in that movie. And it is just terrible. I fucking love Mila Kunis, man. I've been digging on her since that 70s show. And mm-hmm. it was She's horribly miscast. It's Mark Wahlberg, horribly miscast. The mystical shit involved. He just he's not a good no. person for that type of shit. He's not a he's not a fantasy world guy. No hell, fucking no. All right, I'm glad we agree there. So character adaptations, me and you were were completely in sync here. Pretty much, because yeah. I picked Max Payne too. That was it was fucking garbage, Fuck y'all. If you've never Marky seen Martin. it, it's terrible yeah, they max are Payne. so miscast watch super Ugh. mario brothers before you watch max Payne. i agree with that 
All right, so worst final boss, I went with Super Mario Brothers here. Uh, again, haven't seen it, but I know enough about it that it actually belongs here. Uh, apparently not according to Twitter. Um, but no Bowser. Instead, they bring in King Koopa, which he is a character that didn't exist as a concept in the games yet, I don't think. Um, and he later appeared as the antagonist in Donkey Kong Country, but like a better version. King um, Koopa. So you have Dennis Hopper as King Koopa throughout most of the movie and then he turns into weird lizard monster at the end of the movie which looks very bad so bad but so glorious not gonna watch it what did you have for worst final ball i had shao khan from mortal kombat annihilation um he was he was played by this white dude who was fucking garbage he was like a wwe cut man and I hated his guts. He did front flips super stupid and was just not good. He, uh, the acting in it was so bad. I will take over this world. Ha, 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 ha. And at the same time, he ends up, there's this thing called animality in Mortal Kombat Annihilation where they yep. transform in a, you know, yep. he transforms into a fucking Hydra and that was bullshit. Bullshit. And he gets killed super easy, even though he doesn't really die in the games all that much. Brian Thompson is the actor who plays Shao Kahn. He's terrible. Fuck that guy. He was in The Terminator. He was. He got his heart ripped out. There you go. Suits him, bitch. <laughs> Harsh words. You betcha. Uh, so moving on to the worst world. What do you got, Nick? worst world i got super mario bros okay um instead of this light fun you know world we get it's a dark sci-fi adventure that is just fucking trash wasn't and, it and, like didn't it take place actually in the sewer like these were plumbers and they went into the sewer to get to the mushroom kingdom i don't remember 100 percent, but i just i remember they tried to make it too realistic and too grounded like yoshi was a little dinosaur yeah you can't you, know, you can't do that with mario it's too weird it was so weird and the fact that i mean ethnicity really shouldn't be a problem but if these guys are playing brothers they should probably be the same they ethnicity. should be the same ethnicity right and they should probably not be 20 years apart and 50 pounds apart yeah like every just, time i look at it and sense. i see um oh shit what's his name uh john Leguizamo. well yeah i know bob hoskins yeah bob hoskins and i'm like i i, I know john leguizamo is in it and i like john leguizamo and so i'm like oh yeah he's luigi maybe i'll like it and then i i look at the imdb again and it's like bob hoskins is mario i'm like wait that doesn't make any sense at all sounds like booty and then I go back to, I'm not going to watch it. Uh, so I went with Need for Speed. Oh, never watched that either. It's just a super generic racing movie. Um, it, it's set basically in the real world. Nothing cool ever happened. And when Fast and Furious exists, this movie just never stood a chance. But shout out to Kid Cudi. I, I like him in pretty much anything he does. He acted in that? Or did yeah, he he's in do it. the soundtrack? No, he's in it. Oh, flies shit. a helicopter over it most of the time nice alright so worst mission I'm going back to Tomb Raider 2018 um, I had really high hopes for this movie I like Alicia Vikander and I thought that they could recapture what the first two movies had going for them which like we talked about is the fun 
physical, enjoyable, stunt-driven puzzle solver. Right. But they would take that and kind of modernize it. I couldn't even tell you what the mission was in this movie, could you? I did not see it. No. Don't waste your time. Uh, it, it had this super convoluted story, and it, the the mission that was the backbone for you know whatever the hell she was doing out there, something with her father, but she had to find this thing first, and then that thing led to another thing, and then that thing. Her father was with the other people that were looking for the thing, but her father had died 20 years ago, but he wasn't dead. All that bullshit that goes into it, you know. Um, so just super convoluted, and the, those parts of it only serve to move between the action set pieces, and the action actually was pretty good. It just didn't make sense in between it, and it was, it just didn't feel as real as Angelina Jolie and and what she did. Um, I, I think Vikander could have been great if she was given a little bit more to work with, but the plot was just all over the place. From Even what I remember, then, I mean. Fuck, Tomb Raider's plot was kind of all over the place, but if they could execute it back in the day like they did and bombed like you kind of are insinuating they are, that's that's rough. I want to look at something because I think I have a feeling of what the problem is. With, what is b- the problem? Between these two movies. So Tomb Raider 2018, hour and 59 minutes long. Laura Croft Tomb Raider 2001, hour and 40 minutes long. So 20 minutes shorter of and I can almost guarantee that 20 minutes in the uh, 2018 version is just bullshit exposition and plot conveniences to to get her from one action set piece to another. Laura Croft felt quicker to the point like well, we got to go to Mexico. They're just boom, they're there. Like we don't have to do all this shit to get there. Right. Uh, we and, they gear up and that's about it. Yeah. And and that's what a lot of movies in the last 10 years like forget they think they have to show you every minute because if you don't show every minute then idiots on the internet will be like well it's a plot hole because batman got out of the hole but then how do you get back to gotham city and you know put the bat symbol on the bridge when it's just like the next day when really like two and a half weeks go by in that span of time but you that you don't have to show every minute of that two weeks a lot of movies no, don't get that. No, it's fucking boring. Yeah, yeah. A lot of movies try and show you like, okay, it's going to take her two weeks to get here. We better make sure we show what happens in those two weeks so dumb people on the internet don't get mad about it. We want to be deep. Don't listen to dumb people on the internet. They're dumb. They're dumb. Listen to smart people on the internet like us. Like us. What's your worst mission, Nick? Worst mission is Double Dragon. Ooh, never saw it. It's terrible but i also watched the shit out of this movie and it's the worst mission for this reason because these teenage fucks who are super into karate living with their poor old grandma they're out here fighting gangs a lot of people were super into karate in the 90s though karate was huge and then and then it was taekwondo but reason being is their mission is so ambiguous and so convoluted that's what makes it so fucking shitty they somehow achieve it but good job it makes zero sense and the fact the liquid metal terminator what is his name patrick not patrick stewart patrick something or another the guy with the ears he played uh robert patrick robert patrick there you go he was the only redeeming quality of this movie 
even then the mission to beat him out as this head gangster guy and get the double dragon coins or halves of the double dragon medallion so they can transform was just fucking dumb if i was them i would run a million miles away from that city i wouldn't want, I don't want to fucking live there i don't want to have to turn into some shadow warrior to you know fight people with karate like that sounds terrible no thank you i agree you're just like, yeah, Nick, it does sound terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that that's why we're at the suckletives here. Well, I mean, you and me are the same. We don't want to fight people with karate. No. We just don't want to fight people. At all. I want to, like, not get in a fist fight, because they hurt, man. That shit sucks. <laughs> what is your least game like for the final suckletive? Final. Least game like is House of the Dead, because that's it's basically... Have you ever seen it? No. It's fucking terrible, but at the same time, it's hilarious. Because it's basically an island rave zombie movie, and it completely removes the thrill of the game, like fast zombies and the horror of the game, like the kind of jump scares and mm-hmm. the soundtrack and stuff. And it just replaces it with garbage action, action scenes and stupid zombies. that They almost have basically an homage towards the end of the movie to The Matrix, where all these people suddenly start, you know, doing Matrix-style moves, have huge guns, just blow them all away, and do crazy shit. They, you know, each one gets a little circle with the camera around them and stuff like that. It just felt more, on its base, like a copy of the Matrix than anything that would ever be put onto a video game. That makes sense. For my least game, like, I'm going to go back to the well one more time, and a lot of this is stuff I've already said, but I'm going to hopefully, like, kind of wrap it all together here. It's Assassin's Creed. I've... Uh, I heard it's fucking trash. I just... I've never seen it. It it feels nothing like playing or even watching someone play Assassin's Creed. They spent way too much time in the real world uh, and explaining the VR tech behind it, explaining why Michael Fassbender's character is connected to these people in the past. Um... This is a movie that it could have been done. It could have done a lot more with a lot less exposition. Kind of like we talked about with some of the things before. They just need to be like, to when Michael Fassbender comes on screen and they're trying to explain things to him. It could have been as simple as, "Hey, have you seen The Matrix? Great. Put this headset on and you can interact with the real world, but in the past. Boom. Done. That, that's all you need to explain the the world and what's going on." Right, and they're shoving him towards it. Like, and, hey, just deal with it. The character it. understands now. The audience understands what's going on. You don't have to take an hour of your movie explaining how virtual reality works. Or I guess it's augmented reality or time travel, whatever the fuck it is. Um, and I, I feel like they should have been more focused on him hunting down the bad guys throughout time. So each game takes place in a different time period, and you're this person in the future who was traveling back there and taking over the body of an assassin, right? And I I think it could have been cool if they made Michael Fassbender kind of bounce around the different times that the the games take place in instead of trying to tether it to one time frame is whoever the Umbrella Corporation is of the Assassin's Creed world. I know there's like... I haven't played many of the games. I've I've played them here and there. Yeah. Whoever those bad guys are, they've been there throughout time. So it should have been like all of these near misses in different time periods where he has to keep bouncing around and then eventually you you get to the end which the the end of the Assassin's Creed movie was 
similar to the Hydra has been shield the whole time reveal, and you can still do that even if he's jumping around from all these time zones instead of, all right, let's explain the movie for an hour and then have him go back to one time period and just be there for an hour and have all these malfunctions with the VR. Like, I don't think you need that. I think you need him hunting people down and, and missing. And maybe the VR fails one time, and that's why he misses. And maybe he just sucks at being assassin another time. You know, like, they just put... Struggles with killing people. Yeah. Not really down with that. There's all these different things that they could have done, and and they just told this bland-ass guy can kind of go back in time and has to find one person in one place doing one thing. Still. It sounds terrible. When they first release that they were gonna you know make that movie as soon as i saw michael fassbender is you know as the assassin in assassin's creed it's like get the fuck out of here with this garbage magneto man he can be magneto all he fucking wants it doesn't mean he can be in assassin's creed i just don't think he has that kind of acting style yeah he's he's not uh physical or agile enough like you need somebody kind of bouncing around and jumping from building to building and you know like doing shit that uh, and that right. might be he, something that uncharted has going with tom holland who's fucking spider-man like he right, can do those gymnast. kind of stunts yeah that'd be perfect for uncharted and he you know kind of looks the part kind of mm-hmm. i mean look, to me looking the part isn't that important I, I mean a lot of video game nerds get mad if it's not perfectly cast but right yeah. first of all you can do a lot of things to make someone look more like the part and also that's not the important part of the game or the movie that's true that is true not to me at least when i'm playing i uh, uh like one of these long form story games i don't really care what the main character looks like um i thought in the the ps4 spider-man game i thought peter parker looked like garbage but it doesn't matter because the game he did not look very good no the the character model is weird miles was even weirder like he's this big buff football player uh but it's fine it doesn't matter it doesn't make the game any worse. Big buff football player. You don't recall Miles? I thought he was like, you know, skinny. I don't remember. Maybe not. I gotta replay it. Do you have anything else on video game movies? I don't, other than I need to watch more of them. Uh, but do you really? Yes, <laughs> they're not I need, very good. I need, I need levity in my life, Calvin. I get it. Well, they'll definitely bring you some laughs, I guess. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, that's all we've got um, our Patreon it's still there for like maybe three more weeks uh, we're going to take it down mid-September uh, because nobody's subscribing and we haven't put new content on it in a while so if you think Patreon is cool and want to support us go give us money now before we shut it down because we won't shut it down in September we'll even start making more bonus content if people start subscribing but yeah. seeing as how no one's subscribed, it, it's going to get shut down in September if no one else is subscribed. So Even if it's just one of you, we'll make bonus content. Yes, absolutely. Give us money, we'll make you content. Otherwise, you. you have to come here for the free content that no one gives us money for. Oh, shit. Or go to Tee Public and you can get our cool merch. Actually, yeah, do that. Buy the merch instead of subscribing to Patreon because bonus material is hard sometimes. Well, and at the same time, merch, I mean, that's that's you double. Get you get a it, right. great great gift, and you get to show our name off to people. And we get money. Uh, triple whammy. Money's tight. Win, win, win. It's a win, win, win. The other thing I want to mention before we go is starting 
uh, kind of this past weekend, but more so next weekend, a blog about something on a podcast about something.com will have launched where I and maybe some other people, Nick, feel free. I put it on Twitter, got a lot of good feedback. We're just going to be kind of writing long form articles, essays, more things we're interested in about that don't necessarily fit the podcast format. Um, so there's going to be some content there. I'm going to be doing the NFL can't miss picks there as well this year. I, I feel like I find a new format for can't miss picks every year because like, I, I just, I got to do them, but making the extra episodes was hard. And then even just doing the solo episodes was hard. So maybe writing them down, I'll be able to a little dedicated to that a little bit more. Um, right. You got to find the right medium. Exactly. So uh, the first post, the, the first official post is there's going to be like an intro post. That's already posted there. You can go look at it now. Uh, but next Saturday we'll post. It is a blog about weirdly specific TV tropes that show up in all these shows but never really seem to happen in life. Um, so we got there's some good stuff there. Sounds fucking tight. Yeah, so check that out next week. Uh, you know, well, I'll post everything on Twitter when that happens. Um, hopefully we get some good contributors helping out as well because uh, like I've got a lot of ideas I just don't know how much I can do podcast podcast research writing writing research all of that and get it all out in uh, uh, not timely but a consistent man right I know yeah. how that goes a lot of things going on uh, but I, I like the idea of writing as an additional medium it's it's fun to do it's interesting to do uh, don't kill me on all my grammar or like hoity-toity writing mistakes because I'm, I'm not a writer. No judgment here, guy. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at APA something at alone underscore podcast. All the music for podcasts about something is provided by those cats. You gotta say sassy. Stay classy.